This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 55. Submission number 211. Look well. Look well was an unsold pilot that aired on NBC on July 28, 1991. What can I say about this pilot? Except, Greg, you're a big fan of Barry. Yes. Imagine Barry, but Henry Winkler is played by Adam West. And there's no serial killer. And there's no serial killer. In fact, quite the opposite. Adam West is a washed-up has-been. I'm sorry, he plays a washed-up has-been. No, no, you're right the first time. Well, he's a, he's a washed-up has-been who played a washed-up has-been. In fact, uh, a quick look at the uh, opening 10 seconds sees a poster of his show with the NBC Snake logo, which, by the way, nice touch there. Yep. And, uh, and, and what it looks like also is a happening late 70s, early 80s sort of... Ken doll haircut. Yeah. So before we get too deep into the plot, which we will, let's talk about uh, how this thing got started because there was a there was a pe- this was a show with a pedigree. Oh it yes, a sh- it was a show with a pedigree. It was created by uh, two people you may have heard of, Conan O'Brien and Robert Schmeigel. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Chico. Conan O'Brien, yes, is that is that, that the, Conan, yes that Conan O'Brien? Are you talking about the guy who played the bongos in a skit on SNL with Wayne Gretzky? I'm talking about the guy who hosted a talk show that hosted Bart Simpson when he was the I didn't do it kid. Right before the I didn't do it kid went on Match Game 2034 with the vivacious head of Kitty Carlisle. Let's play the game. That Conan <laughs> O'Brien. And, of course, Robert Schmeigel, who created Previous Entry TV Funhouse. And was on Previous Entry, the Dana Carvey show. Yep, they all did this. So, like I said, oh, and it was produced by Lorne Michaels. No explanation needed. So you have, like, you you have a comedy pedigree responsible for the show and you have as the lead adam west who i mean come on what what more needs to be said about adam west adam west was the adam west of adam west's yes probably because uh, william shatner wasn't available no uh, this was 19 yeah he would be doing rescue 911 for cbs yes. yeah he, he would have been on another network but I mean, the way I look at it, if Adam West doesn't do look well, 
the perfect actor in place of Adam West would be William Shatner, but yeah, he was busy doing Rescue 911. The plot is this. Adam West is Ty Lookwell, a washed-up has-been who spends his days A, watching old episodes of his old show, and B, teaching an acting class in Los Angeles. By the way, his show within his show was called Bannigan, and it did look late 70s, early 80s. Hold up, hold up, Chico. Don't you mean Brannigan? No. Well, maybe Brannigan. Bannigan, Brannigan. No, he means he means Bannigan. It's just there's an ongoing joke in the episode uh, at least two or three times where uh, people say, oh, were you Brannigan? No, I was Bannigan. Sort of like a Brannigan meets Banachek. Ooh, I didn't think of that. That's that's pretty clever. Yep. And it would sound very detective-y too, you know. So this pilot opens up with a casting call where a guy comes in to the room where the casting call is being held and she says to the casting agent, secretary, I'm here to audition for Happy Days, the next generation. That just does. That just sounds all sorts of wrong, right there. Yeah. Yeah, but then the camera pans about ten seconds later, and you see Adam West wearing this very Fonzie-ish wig. Absolutely yeah, absurd. It's like he has his uh, this this whole fake wig and a pompadour, and sort of like he's got a leather jacket and he's got a gut, and he's just yeah, you know. Yeah. Method acting there. He's into the part. I mean, if you're going to play somebody from the 50s, you got to got to you got to be committed to your character. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to play somebody like, well, that, you know? Yep. And not shortly thereafter, we find out that somebody's got the part. Oh, 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 oh. So what's a kid to do? I don't know. After Lookwell does not get the audition for Happy Days, the next generation, he's driving around in his sweet car. Yeah, nice convertible. Yeah. Yeah. And then he stops at the luxury car rental place. Because it was a two-hour rental. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we get a hint as to the plot of this pilot. We have a police car going passing by as he's bringing the car back because a car was stolen from the rental place. And who is running the uh, rental place? TV veteran Bart Braverman. Yes! What? Yeah, from Vegas. Yup. Are we talking about Match Game Zone Bart Braverman? Yes, we are talking about Match Game Zone Bart Braverman. Well, I was talking about Password Plus's Bart Braverman and you know, he, he was on Password Plus only because Alan Thicke was never on it. So, he, so, couple of cops, Bart Braverman, and Lookwell. What's the story here? Well, apparently there's been a rash of stolen cars uh, taken from the car rental place. That's not good. No, so, uh, Lookwell sort of takes it upon himself. I'm going to take the lead in this. Trust me, I'm a cop on TV. He's not a cop. He, he's not a cop. He 
just played one on TV. Didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Oh, but if you ask him, he's a cop. Not just because he played one on TV. He has an honorary badge. He was given an honorary title back in the 70s. Oh, so apparently, yeah, so apparently yeah. if you have an honorary doctorate, you know, you can practice medicine. Who knew? That explains a lot these days. So Lookwell goes back into his house while his housekeeper is polishing up an old Bannigan lunchbox. And he's eating on a what looks like a popsicle, although it is clearly not a popsicle. And watching old episodes of Bannigan from NBC on NBC. Because you remember that logo. Yeah, and he's that's... got like every episode on VHS. And Not... a few epi- and a few episodes on like reels. Yeah. You just have like an old 35 millimeter projector somewhere. And he's using it to screen episodes in his acting class. Maybe it was just me, guys, but when he put one of the videotapes into the VCR, did you notice the tape didn't go fully into the VCR and it yes. started playing? Yes, I noticed yes. it too. Maybe he has one of those like fancy VCRs that doesn't close all the way. Yeah. Or maybe his VCR is just kind of screwy. Maybe. But we get the opening for Bannigan, and holy crap, that's ama- it's an amazing opening style of a 70s show. And Adam West certainly has the 70s hair going on in this opening. Yeah. We're gonna play the we're gonna play the theme right here. That is a bop, to quote Shigo. It is indeed a bop. So then we go to Ty Lookwell's acting workshop, which is downstairs, second door on the left. And it has a picture of his face on it. Not not unlike Henry Winkler and Barry. Yes. And as we go into the acting workshop we see him screening an episode of Bannigan. Yes, it's one of the film prints, actually, that we saw yep. in uh, his, his closet. And then he stops the class midway and gets an idea about what happens to all those stolen cars. So here he is at the, at the police station, tells, tells him what he knows. They don't take him seriously, so he flashes his badge. Which, by the way, is in a perspex sort of trophy case looking yeah. thing. Yeah, it's in like acetate or lucite. Almost like a, a like a miniature trophy of sorts. Yeah. In fact, it says Ty look presented to Ty Lookwell, TV's Brannigan. Brannigan. I'm just telling you what the trophy reads. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Oh, that, that's oh, that's definitely a Conan O'Brien, Robert Smigel thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time we're going to see that 
Lucite police badge pop up. So we meet Detective Henry, who is the technical advisor on Bannigan. Yep. And again, like like uh, like Ty Lookwell, he looks like he's seen better days. I mean, he's got the furrowed brow. He's got a gut. He's in a suit now. He's gone from working these mean streets to pushing pencils. And Luke Well is insistent that he's going to solve this case, even though he's not a cop. Yeah. And then we get to the first commercial. No, we're not going to talk about the commercials today. We could, but we're not. We could, we're not, but sorry. So once we get back from the commercial break, immediately we're in a restaurant. A lot of celebrity photos on the wall, signed photos like you'd see it uh, in you know diners in New York City or, or Los Angeles or maybe a dry cleaner or something like that. And we see Lookwell, and he's having a meal with some of his students, uh, specifically some of the students that did like a recreation, d- did their own acting of what Lookwell was teaching in his acting class earlier in the show. And yeah. actually, if you take a look, Maybe it's me, but behind Adam West's left shoulder, it looks like there's a headshot of of uh, of Ty Lookwell. Oh, that's no, that's no accident. That's that intentional. Is... No, no, I, I I get that. I, I just it was just an observation that right behind his left shoulder is a headshot of himself as Ty Lookwell. That's I thought that was clever. Again, hey. another Conan O'Brien touch. I don't know what was what was more enjoyable, that or the picture of Bob Saget that was among those headshots. So we're at the body shop now, where we see, well, and Lookwell looking like what is Lookwell looking like? He looks ridiculous. He, he looks like a milkman from the fifties. He does. Oh, 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 hold on. Then we get that, to the... Then we get you know to what the, that reminds me of? What? Future installment TV Land's Milkman. Or Nick at Night's Milkman. The file is Milkman! You don't remember the Milkman? I didn't... In the, in the jingles and the ads? I didn't get TV Land at the time. Oh, he was like their kind of mascot. Oh. D- delivering TV goodness to your house every night. Delivering milk and a hope to a world gone sour. Oh. Lookwell's undercover, as we said, he looks like a milkman, really kind of, sort of. And uh-huh. he's, yeah, and he's doing his undercover work at an auto painting shop. At a body, at a body shop. Yeah. Uh, more auto painting than bo- body shop, from what I saw. And the name of the shop is... Carl Schwab's, clearly a takeoff of Earl Scheib's. Remember those? No. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Greg, you're so young. Earl Scheib used to, you know, say, "I'll paint any car for nineteen ninety nine or something to that extent. I do. It, it was that. so. It, it was something that was around up until probably the mid to late nineties. I remember seeing an Earl Scheib shop around here. You'll just have to take our word for it, Greg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam West is painting the car. He asked the proprietors of the shop if there's anything else he can do. Giggity? Uh, and, and, but don't forget the head nod. 
You know, the head nod. Yeah. You know, any special jobs that need extra attention? Hey. Mm -hmm. Just give him the signal. Yeah. It's like, is he wearing a wire? I don't know. Let's beat him up. (laughs) Next scene, he's in the class and he's all bandaged up and... Wait, wait, wait. Wait. They're all veiled sex references that go by the censors in 1991. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the joke. Okay. Continue, Chico. They are now back in the class, and and uh, Lookwell is tr- is working with uh, somebody who looks like a, a B level Julie Brown. The, the act, the comedian, not the DJ. And I think he just got another clue from inadvertently from um, from another student. The LA Grand Prix is here Sunday. Oh. Auto race in town. Oh, big auto race. Big cars. Auto race in cars. I'm going to get something to eat. So now we go to the LA Grand Prix. (laughs) And oh my God. If you thought Lookwell looking like a milkman was ridiculous enough. The outfit he has at the LA Grand Prix. He looks like one of the Wright brothers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he looks like he's going to drive in the Indy 500 circa about 1928. With the scarf. The scarf and the goggles. They even have the Indy 500 in 1928. Yeah, the first one I believe is 1919. Okay. So there you go. And he's climbing a fence now. So it's like, oh God, what's good? And ultimately, he ends up in prison, and his student is literally shoved around. Not even for sakes, he's shoved around for fun. And the, and he's being shoved by two really big guys. Oh yeah, two big men, big big guys. He's a uh, big guys. Yeah. Moral of the story: Please, at the Grand Prix, don't try trespassing by climbing the fence, especially if you're an actor in his late fifties, early sixties at this point. Yeah. And he's flashing his badge again in the Lucite case. And this leads to uh, several minutes of reflection, of white-suited George Papard-looking reflection. That, that he looks like George Papard is Banachek, doesn't he? Well, again, you you said earlier that you know uh, Banigan is Banachek plus Branigan, so that's possibly what they're going for here. Possibly. So as Lookwell is reflecting, he stops by the one place he can turn to. A statue of William Shakespeare. So as Lookwell talks about how he looks to Shakespeare for some wisdom, we get a flash cut implying that he's been talking to the Shakespeare statue for a very, very long time. Discussing the situation. Yes, discussing his particular situation. What's he going to do? What in the world is he going to do? After spending some serious time with the Shakespeare statue and thinking about his next move, we see Lookwell and the Julie Brown-ish uh, acting school character 
at a benefit, at a homeless benefit, and Luke Well goes undercover, and he masters the part. He portrays a homeless individual, complete with looking very shabby, with a bindle. He's got the bindle on the stick and all that. He's playing the part. And also at this benefit happens to be the auto rental shop owner, Alberti, who was played by Bart Braverman. The Julie Bradish character is Miss Royster, played by Deborah Richter. So Miss Royster and Lookwell, the hobo, are being chased down by the police. And it turns out the police had a man on the inside. Well, it goes a little bit deeper than that, because the reason the police are chasing Lookwell is because Lookwell decides to go into a car, essentially breaking into a car. He wanted to hide in uh, Alberti's vehicle, but Alberti happened to be like on a balcony or, or some overlook, and he sees this happening and says, hey, get out of my car. And so instead of hiding in the car, they decide to take the car, and from there, the police pursuit begins. Ooh. And the police pursuit ends up taking them all the way to the auto repair shop. And what they happen to see at the auto repair shop is somebody who works there after hours. Why is he there when the auto rental place is closed? Yeah, after hours. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He couldn't be behind all these stolen cars, could he? Probably. Yeah, it turns out that, yes, he was. So, quite accidentally, our our man Lookwell manages to save the day. Again, quite accidentally. Yep. Now, and that is the story of Lookwell. Oh, well, hold up. As Lookwell says, it's been a pleasure working with them. And if they need anything... He gives him his headshot. Uh, of course he does, because well, Ty Luckwell, he was a he was a fake actor with a lot of headshots. And as the credits close, we have the shot of Luckwell watching his show while eating his popsicle. Yeah, this is the show that Brandon Tartikoff championed. But Warren, what Warren Littlefield really didn't for some reason. In some ways, this show was way ahead of its time because it was filmed as a single camera at a time where single camera sitcoms were not a thing just yet. I, I don't, I don't recall like when it exactly became this big thing, the single camera sitcom. But this was one of the first. And and not many people picked up on the idea that, hey, this could work because it's really good and really solid. But Robert Schmeigel went on to say, w- would viewers really want to view that every week? Potentially. I mean, it depends how much more plot development there is beyond the, the pilot. I mean, it was funny, but, you know, very you know rudimentary. You know, c- could you do that? For 26 episodes a year, I don't know. It was IFC before IFC was IFC. But also, the ratings. It aired on a Sunday night. I think uh, 
Adam West actually said it aired at seven o'clock on Sunday night. Oh, which boy. yeah, that is like a black mark unless your name is sixty minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's just a little show called Sixty Minutes there. Uh, and actually, for that week, out of ninety two shows, it, it ranked dead, dead last. Ninety wow. seconds. 2.3 million viewers, which today, if you got 2.3 million viewers in 2020, you might as well be the number one show on television. But you're dead last in 1991. Uh, and that means you lost to all the Fox shows. And that's when Fox was really struggling to find an audience. So, Mike, you're saying that it even lost to future installment totally hidden video it lost to all sorts of future entries every every show beat it that's how underwatched it was as it were oh my god are you serious but if you think that this is the end of the Lookwell story you know where i'm going with this <laughs> It went underground. It went underground. It became what we like to call found footage. So it found its way to Trio's brilliant but canceled block. And it's, it's since become a bit of a cult classic. How one, ep- how one episode of one show could become a cult classic is beyond me, but here we are. Thoughts, Greg? Mike? Well, obviously, as we mentioned, this is a show that was obviously ahead of its time, given who wrote this show and given the concept. I mean, I, I mean, even though it's even though it's a very different show from this, I mean, Barry is kind of like a s- similar plot, kind of. Similar, similar. Like I said, uh, actor with a with sort of a dualish dualish life wants to be an actor. He's a hitman. In this case, Lookwell was an acting coach who wants to be a police officer or a or a or a detective. I'm not confusing anybody, am I? Yeah. Unfortunately, one the one thing Lookwell doesn't have going for it compared to B- Barry, there's no character as great as North Hollywood Hank. This is true. Bar- yeah, Barry has a whole lot of characters and a whole lot of sketchy figures and an intertangled plot. And it is brilliant for what it for what it is 30 years after Lookwell graced the screens. But before all of Lookwell could become a cult classic, it was a thing on TV. Yep. And it was a great thing on TV. Too bad nobody watched it. Yeah. That's not true. 2.3 million people watched it. Or at least had it on in the background while they were doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, but also it was beat by totally hidden video that week. I rest my case. Okay, then. In that case, I'll just say you can find out more about this show and all our other past episodes at... It was a thing on TV.com. There you'll find more about the show, more about us, 
Um, links to our social media feeds on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest. Oh, and that reminds me, talking about our Twitter feed, we had a poll that we put up last week regarding Where's Rodney? Where's oh. Rodney? And yeah, in case you didn't hear that episode or you forgot, we were wondering who the Rodney is in that title, Where's Rodney is. Are we looking for Rodney Dangerfield, or are they looking for maybe you know some identity or, or something uh, regarding uh, Rodney uh, Barnes? And the final vote is in. Drumroll, please. So who's right? It, it was it me saying that Rodney Dangerfield is the Rodney uh, in the show. Where's Rodney? Or was it Rodney Burns? Chico's answer and. 56% of people said Rodney Dangerfield. Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's okay. I think the masses have spoken, my friend. Yes, and by the masses, we mean about 9 or 10 people. It was 9, hey. and I was one of those 9, damn it. Oh, I was one of the 9, too, but I won't tell you who I voted for. But hey... Thanks to those nine or ten people for following us on Twitter. Good looking out. Much appreciated. Yes, thank you for the interaction. We really do appreciate it. And I, I guess we'll find something to, uh, something, some other poll to incorporate in the near future as soon as the idea comes to us. But in the meantime, in between time, we're looking past look well and looking well into the future as in the next three days or so, when we... Ha oh, this is just gonna be... Oh, my this God. This is gonna be a disaster! I, I apologize for this, guys. I found this pilot, and we had to bump this up onto the schedule. I'm, I'm very sorry for this. No You're regrets. Sorry no regrets. This is the best way to end our little streak of pilots. We'll do another one next year. Oh, we found some doozies. <laughs> oh, have we ever... But uh, this is going to be the last pilot for this year, at least this stretch. So, but that'll be later on this weekend. Oh yeah, this next one, yeah, you—it's something we've, to behold. We've saved the uh, best for last, and that's Thanks all for, we're going to say about it. Thank you, Vanessa Williams. Yes, best in a very ironic way. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you, Greg, and thank you, Chico. I'm Mike, and we'll be back later this week with another installment of It Was a Thing on TV. Wow! No, I was Bannigan. <laughs>